0: Paying attention to not just the house itself, but the area around the house that you're going to be walking your dog and going outside is going to be really important and a pretty big factor of deciding for us if we're going to live there or not.
1: the with a dog podcast a podcast for the modern dog parent i'm your host carly and every wednesday i bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents and we laugh learn and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m potty breaks essentially life with a dog Welcome, everyone. Happy with a dog Wednesday. I've got a great episode for you today all about how to move with a dog. So I know that sounds pretty run-of-the-mill, you know, like, yeah, you you pack them up and you move. But some dogs can be a little sensitive about new areas. Some of them want to mark in the new house. Some have extra anxiety because of the new environment. Who knows? So our guest today, Amber Akar, who is on for the fourth time to the podcast, she and I talk about how to move with a dog. But before we get into that, I realized I haven't done a life update in quite a while. So back in December, I told you guys that I had been kind of like focusing on my health. I had met with a doctor, got some blood work done, was on some thyroid medication. And so I have just now finished kind of all of the bits and bobs that the doctor recommended for me as far as like probiotics and gut health and things. So this is a naturopathic doctor. So that is why she went this route with kind of like what my needs were. And a lot of it was like hormone balancing and everything. So I'm just at the tail end of that now. And I feel absolutely amazing. It's so interesting the change I've felt recently. I mean, part of it, one is I think our life has slowed down a little bit more this January. You know, nothing's really been, nothing's been upsetting the schedule or the routine. I feel like I actually have energy to accomplish the things I want to accomplish every day. I don't feel sluggish. And, you know, I'd never really told you guys about that before, how I wasn't feeling well. I just thought, Oh, it's COVID, like life is hard and everything. And so the fact that I feel like I've done a 180 is absolutely amazing. I'm making reels all of a sudden on Instagram and TikTok. Like, who is she? You guys know that I absolutely hated making those. And it was it was primarily because I was like, I can't find the energy to be creative. Like I I had very little creative juices. So I'm making those. Podcast is doing well. I'm actually able to achieve some of the goals that I want to with the podcast. And of course, the dogs. I was already, you know, like they were never neglected during this time. You know, they were always extremely well taken care of when even when I wasn't feeling so great or I felt really low energy. But now just walking them doesn't feel like it drains me for the rest of the day. So I also feel a little bit more love towards them and and they're not like a drain on my life and resources and energy as much. I mean, they still are a little bit, don't get me wrong. But yeah, it just, it feels really nice. And so I guess that's my life update is I'm feeling good, I'm working out, I feel less stressed, I feel creative, and we have a lot more great things coming up on the podcast and just in life in general. As far as the dogs, they're doing great. I did feel like Lupin lost a bit of muscle mass this winter between the snow and, you know, we weren't exercising him as much while it was icy and super cold out. So since he is a senior dog, I do feel like he loses muscle really easily. So I've been kind of doing a little bit more of an effort this last month to get him back to where I'd like him to be. And he is. So that's great. Albus is my perfect dog who nothing is ever wrong with him. And so he's great as usual. Dog zaddy is great as well. Nothing too much updated with that. Yeah, so so the whole family's feeling good. And I just wanted to give you guys an update because I felt like I hadn't really gotten in touch with you recently about all of that. So back to today's episode. So we're talking about moving with a dog. We go over how to find the right type of home that'll suit you and your dog, how to prep your dog for the move, Once you have moved in, anything you need to do around the house to make it good for your dog, and also how to find new fun dog-related things in your new area. As we talk about in the episode, Amber has moved many times, and she has three dogs and two cats, and all of those moves have been like cross-country moves, at least all the recent ones. So I felt like she was the perfect person to talk about this. In addition, she is a certified professional dog trainer, has over 10 years of experience, and I think how she explains things is so approachable for the regular dog mom, dog parent like ourselves. As I was editing this episode, I had more ideas that kind of popped into my head that I just wanted to add really quick in this intro. We talked about moving in and then the next question that I asked Amber was immediately like, how do you find new fun things to do with your dog in the area? Which is totally great, but also I just want to take a note and say anytime your dog has a change in their life, something big like moving the entire house, all the furniture is different, all the furniture is moved, whatever, it's really good to just keep their routine really simple. Don't then overwhelm them with all of these like, I'm going to a dog bar and I'm going to." This new hiking place that has like two bajillion dogs in it, you know, it's just going to overwhelm them a little bit too much. So that's just something I've always done with my dogs. Anytime there's a big change in their life, in one part of their life, I keep the rest of their life as simple as possible. So try to do that at least for the first few weeks after you move. And then after that, as Amber talked about in this episode, how she's connected with so many people through Instagram and found friends and people and activities to do in her new city. She's found it through Instagram. And I think that is such a great tip. You know, I think if you can use social media to your advantage in that way, it really does become a beneficial thing. Just the other day, one of our podcast listeners, her dog's name is Sadie and is and is a hound dog, just like my boys. And she ended up moving not too far from me and we were able to go on a dog walk together. I think that's just so cool. Like the fact that there was a podcast listener. We had DM'd a few times, and then she's like, Hey, I'm up in Seattle. I'm moving there. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's going to be this great person I can go on dog walks with regularly. So just wanted to share that. If any of you are in Seattle or around the Pacific Northwest and you want to get together, I would absolutely love to. And I encourage all of you guys to do the same with other people in your area. Of course, vet them. Do not go and get, like, catfished by someone creepy. You know, make sure that they seem (laughs) semi-normal beforehand. But that was a really cool story, and I hope everyone else can get some more dog mom friends that way as well. All right, let's get into the episode. I believe Amber and I started off talking about our hair um because we are friends and we were just jabbering on about other stuff but then we do get into the main topic so hope you enjoy and let's get into it i just dyed mine like my natural color this is it like looks probably beautiful
0: it looks like um thank you. sleeping beauty-esque <laughs> i don't know why it does it does
1: thank you but yeah like i was like just let's just change it up i've yeah. been blonde for a very long well, time when my
0: when i was younger my hair was like lighter than this and yeah. now that i'm older and i live in the winter my hair is like a deep ashy blonde and it's not cute like just looks like <laughs> it looks like it's dirty and i just washed it this di- morning yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it's like dirty blonde and sometimes it looks weird with your skin tone too like yeah, you're like, like it this makes is... me look
0: more pale i feel like but then if my hair is Exa- like yeah. this i don't look as pale
1: I don't know. Ex- no, th- I know the exact feeling. That's how I was feeling too. And,
0: and it's weird because like, I've always had lighter hair. And then I grew up in Florida. But, yeah, like I would get highlights naturally. And now I live in winter climate. And it's just like, I never go outside because it's freezing. So
1: I know the feeling because like California, it was like white blonde and I was always in and out of the pool. And it was like bleached
0: from the sun. And yeah. then now, I mean, were you, a- when like, you were oh. a kid, did you end up getting green hair too? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I used to have green hair. My mom bought me like a special shampoo that was like to remove the green because I was always in the pool all the time so do you remember sun in but is that like stuff? the stuff you would put in your hair and then yeah you'd it had like behind. a specific smell
1: yeah you'd like spray it in your hair and it was like lemon juice or something and then yeah it was, like, and had, natural like, blonde you would, like highlights. shower
0: with too none of it worked yeah yeah <laughs> no <laughs> it just like ruins it's your like hair. this constant <laughs> dilemma that us like natural blondes have where it's like I used to be blonde so I need to be blonder now but whatever yeah that's what it is it is what it is. it's anyway let's not take up your whole podcast Anyways, talking about our hair. dogs
1: yeah our dogs okay <laughs> um so let me just jump into it amber akar you're here you're back
0: on the podcast i'm so happy i'm happy to be here i feel like this is just my home now like i've you know how you get nervous when you're first going to go on a podcast? Now I'm like, oh, no, I'm not nervous. It's just Carly. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just Carly. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it also helps now that we've actually like met each other in real life.
0: Yeah. IRL, it's always that thing you think about when you're talking to people on social media. You're like, how's it going to be when I'm with person in person? But I mean, it was the same, which is awesome. And it's like, it's awesome being able to meet people that you meet virtually. It's super fun
1: it is like sometimes you're you meet people virtually and you're like i'm like friends with this person but i've never yeah. met them like i'm like i would have a deep conversation with them and share my innermost it's super thoughts weird but-, <laughs> but i mean nowadays
0: i guess it's normal but yeah like, 10 years ago if you would have thought like oh yeah i'm really good friends with this person i've never met before you kind of sound crazy but yeah you, you'd be normal on now. catfish you'd <laughs> yeah. be on
1: like mtv catfish <laughs> yeah yeah
0: It's normal now <laughs> i'm catfishing all of you like- um <laughs> she's real guys i promise she's real <laughs> <laughs> so
1: brought you back on the podcast to talk about moving with a dog so slash with multiple dogs yeah. and animals fact, and too, the yeah. whole zoo <laughs> yeah i okay so i think every episode that you've been on so far you may have like lived in a different place
0: i think that's actually true <laughs>
1: So I think you're the perfect person to talk about this because you've done multiple cross country moves with multiple animals. So just to like update everyone, where are you living now? What animals do you have in the house?
0: Yeah. So we've added some more animals. We're in lots of new places. Right now I'm living in Arlington, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, D.C. And I have five animals. Hopefully it'll stay five for a while. Um, I've got three dogs and two cats.
1: What are the, the names of everyone?
0: Okay. Of all the dogs We should and, and cats. at the end of this and see if they remember everything. Yeah. Because um, I forget too. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my first dog's name is Tucker. He's my Aussie border collie-ish thing mix. Um, my second dog is Oakley. We call him Oakley the Big Red Dog. He's currently uh, leaning on me and trying to sit on my lap. Then I got Finnegan Kitty. So he's a tabby cat. We call him Finnegan Kitty or Finn. And then I got River who was a foster fail cat supposed to foster him never left and um my last addition is whiskey she's whiskey toller um she's a duck tolling retriever it's called a nova scotia duck tolling retriever it's literally the dog breed with the longest name and so she (laughs) just turned one year old so last time i talked to you i think i had just added her to my family and she's been the last addition thus far (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it's a lot all right quit yeah Go. it this is okay. a
1: lot yeah <laughs> i think that would be so much even for a stable household environment but like i know that you are an animal person and yeah. you're a trainer obviously and so it's like maybe you do have more of an affinity to handle all of that i look at it and I'm like
0: go for you girl
1: (laughs) like that's like that's the dream but also like that's the nightmare (laughs) yeah
0: it's got some pros and it's got some cons I mean I'm always covered in animal hair 24 7 um I have lots of love and they always give me love so if one of them is not wanting to cuddle with me another one is always willing to cuddle with me um (laughs) yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work I feel like it's honestly a full-time job literally because it's important for me to keep them all healthy, to keep them all happy, um, to keep them enriched and living, you know, fulfilled lives. And so doing that with one animal is a lot, but doing that with five animals is a lot, a lot. So it's basically a job.
1: Yeah, well, and for everyone listening, we do have an episode that Amber did about having dogs and cats. So like training your cats and doing enrichment for them and getting them to live well alongside dogs and stuff too. So I won't have you go too much into all That's of that. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I know you have some we do have that episodes episode. on enrichment too. And so just touching on that, like there's lots of creative ways to do enrichment and with multiple pets as well. So, but it is a full-time job. I enjoy it, but. Yeah, no, I've been
1: feeling that with Lupin. Well, with both dogs lately, it's just that it feels very, if not full-time, like part-time. Yeah. It is a taking a chunk of my time, mainly because Lupin and Albie need very different types of exercise right now, mm-hmm. but Lupin isn't to the age yet that he's like fine with just like a few blocks around right to stop and sniff and totter around he still needs like a three mile walk wow. but he goes really slow and i'm like loop in
0: let's go <laughs> so it takes like an hour and a half to exercise him yeah <laughs> and i feel just like you really grow. gotta get creative sometimes like if you don't want to go i'm actually not like super in love with going on long walks and so i'm always trying to like mm. think of a new way to do something with them because i get bored of just walking around the neighborhood but changing it up works for me and works for them too, thankfully. And one, I guess, positive note to having multiple animals is that a lot of times they entertain each other. And so if I'm really tired, I can get Tucker, my older dog to play with the puppy, um, or the cats play with each other all the time. So that really helps a lot. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that is. Okay, so what I'm hearing is the answer is to get more. And
0: (laughs) I think that's what you wanted to hear. I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: it is i want a third dog so badly or a kitten i would love like a nice little rescue kitten i
0: definitely yeah i i I don't know what the word is i was going to say get the kitten but i was trying to think oh brownie points to the kitten but cats are fun but i will say having two cats is easier than having one in some ways um simply because like i said they entertain each other so majority of the time they play with each other um fun fact not to get into cats the whole episode But I had Finnegan first, and he was a crazy cat, trying to play all the time, into trouble a lot. And then when we uh, officially adopted River, one of the reasons why was because Finn's temperament kind of calmed down a bit. And he was a lot more easygoing once we got the second cat because they were able to get the biting and crazy out on each other. So it did help. But our second cat is now the menace in the house. Like he's a full-time job just himself. So pros cons get a so cat cons yeah get get a cat third dog yeah third dog
1: <laughs> but you've had such an awesome time with your third dog with whiskey yes. oh my oh gosh. my gosh you, the all the stuff that you've done with her give us like a little really quick a little rundown of like this last year oh my goodness. her training it's all gonna the be like a commercials hard one to that she's done
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's so much fun I got her with the intention of doing sports with her and doing animal acting with her. Um, both of my dogs are about 10. My other two are about 10 and eight and a half or so. So they're getting up there in age. And so doing sports with them was kind of, I felt like I was pushing them a little bit too hard and I wanted a dog that was going to push me to do more. So as soon as I got her, we started training constantly and, um, I really just use her meals for training time. So not to make it sound like, Oh my gosh, you train your dog all the time. I just train her with breakfast, train her with dinner. And then that's what we do every day. But she's. Awesome. We've done dock diving. She made it to uh the dock diving nationals last year, which was really fun. She's done fast cat, she's done barn hunt, she's done so much. I lose track of what she's done, but um she's been in some really awesome commercials. You guys may have seen her Christmas LL Bean commercial. It was probably mm-hmm. the cutest commercial in the world. I know I'm I know I'm biased, <laughs> but feedback I've gotten is one of the cutest commercials in the entire world. So if you haven't seen it, Google L Bean Christmas commercial, you'll probably cry. It's really cute. I'll reshare it. But yeah, and she's also like she's also like blown up on social media for some reason. I don't know why people think she's cute just like I do. So I'm going with it.
1: (laughs) So I'm gonna go for it because I need to feed all of my animals. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If she can pay for her own food, I'm thrilled.
1: (laughs) Okay, perfect. So I feel like there's the rundown. There's the catch-up for yeah. everything since you were last on. But now, let's talk about all of your moves. So oh, you have moved how many times in the last, like let's say, wait, I need to count. I don't okay. know a few years.
0: Okay, I have moved my dogs twice in Miami, Florida. Then I moved my those two dogs to Boston, Massachusetts. We moved. Another time there. So that's four times. Then from Boston, we moved to Oklahoma City. Then from Oklahoma City, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And then, sorry, in Oklahoma City, I had the two dogs. And then I got the two cats in Oklahoma City. So then I moved two dogs and two cats to Louisville, Kentucky. And then we just got the puppy in Louisville, Kentucky. So then I moved three dogs and two cats to Arlington, Virginia. And now
1: we're here. And now you're in Arlington. How long have you been there now? Is it like a month?
0: Um, I got here in December, so yeah, about a month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Got here right before Christmas, like right, be- like the week before Christmas. Sorry, I'm trying okay, so, to remember.
1: No, no, no. Because I remember <laughs> when I saw you in Chicago at, what, the end of October, beginning of right. November, and you were like, yeah, we're trying to find this house, and yeah. we think we got it, but we don't know when we're going to be able to move. It's looking early December, but I remember it was like pushed back slightly. So, yeah. yeah. We literally moved,
0: yeah. I think, the week before Christmas. And to top it off, we moved to from Kentucky to Virginia the week before Christmas, and then we moved our stuff in that weekend. Mm-hmm. And then two days after moving in, sorry, my dog is playing. Come here, buddy. Thank you so much. Could I have it? But he's you so cute. Later? I know. He's so adorable. <laughs> um, so we moved all of our stuff, and literally two days after unpacking and getting into the place, we drove from Virginia to uh, florida to visit my family for christmas with all five animals oh my god and then we went to orlando with all five animals and then from orlando back to virginia and all five of them in my car and my husband too so all six of us but so seven of us this is
1: okay moving alone is exhausting <laughs> yeah and
0: then yeah. toss
1: that on like are you still reeling still like do you feel like you're like finally getting into a rhythm now in this new house yeah
0: it's finally starting to feel like my house because it we got here and then we immediately left and that was not really ideal but we had just moved and I didn't have a pet sitter so I was like okay we have to visit family so everybody's coming so that's just what we did um yeah but I feel like it's starting to finally be my house um and getting settled and like I know where things are and I have my spots I like to hang out in but it's not even been a month yet so it's it's still pretty new I'm very impressed with the house.
1: Like, it looks, first of all, it looks super cute. But, like, as you you were, you know, walking around with your laptop, you already have things hung on the wall. There's curtains up. Like, you're settled, which is very impressive.
0: Yeah. I, it's mostly my husband. He's very type A and he's really good at getting stuff done. And today's actually his first day of work. And so we were like, let's get all the stuff done before you start work. And that was kind of our Mm -hmm. goal. So now it's finally like, okay, let's get into our routine again. But,
1: and all of the moves over the last few years were because of him between yes. <laughs> school and jobs and everything.
0: Yeah. 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 All of them, except the two in it's... Miami were me, but all the other ones was he had something and I was married to him and I was like, okay, let's do the thing. And so he did it.
1: Yeah. But I don't regret yeah. it
0: at all. It's been a really fun experience. Oh, hold on. She's hold on. Do not. Oh my gosh. Sorry. For the interruption, um, the puppy was killing Oakley's sloth. So <laughs> he'd be very, so heartbroken. It's really destroyed. I have to sew his arm back. But um, yeah. Anyways, that's a different story for another podcast. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying, but it was it's yeah. Been a so really, you you went
1: with it. You went yeah, with the move.
0: And honestly, it's been really cool to move so much. It parts of it are terrible because you don't really feel like you have a home anywhere, and you can't really settle anywhere. But I've been Mm -hmm. able to meet so many people and try so many new things. I mean, when I was living in Miami, I was a professional dog trainer working for facilities there uh, as a full-time trainer. And then from Miami to Boston, I started working with different companies and kind of testing the waters on where I wanted to, you know, float. And Mm -hmm. ended up starting my own company in Boston. And then from Boston to Oklahoma... And when I started in Oklahoma, I was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do here at all. I don't really want to start a business because I know I'm here for only a short time. Let me try focusing online and on my social media and building that up and monetizing it. And I was able to learn how to do that and really grow that. And then in Kentucky, my focus was my own training, my own dog. And it's Mm -hmm. just kind of been like everywhere we go, I kind of have new experiences and get to learn along the way. So it's been a fun a fun time and getting to connect with different people around the country, too. Completely
1: agree. I think I've done lots of moves, not quite that many, but a (laughs) decent amount. And that is the most fun part is like when you put yourself out of the comfort out of your comfort zone, then you do get exposed to so many new people and things to do. And and as you said, like you were able to mobilize your business which is really cool and you have your family around you obviously like you had your partner you got all the animals it's (laughs) it wasn't like you were completely (laughs) alone right i wasn't completely deserted yeah and
0: so it's been a it's been an interesting experience i'm pretty much done with moving for now um i don't want to move again soon because i want to try to settle into a place and find my own roots but yeah, it's been really cool, because it also lets me find out like what I love about different places and what I actually want and what I where I live. So and yeah. bonus, my animals are really cool with going to new places and they they don't get phased by it at all. So bonus. Yeah,
1: well, okay, speaking of now staying in one place for a bit, and knowing what works for you and what you like in a home and everything. So yeah. How like when you're looking to move, like what is your advice, or like what do you look for in a new house, home, apartment, like whatever, wherever you're living, in relation to like the animals?
0: So the first thing is obviously making sure it's a pet friendly place, um, yeah. and just being open and honest with the landlord when looking to places, uh, looking at places. I think is important because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be feeling tense or any friction or anything like that with the landlord. If you're renting, um, we're still yeah. renting right now. We do want to buy soon, but it's been something that we just had to keep in mind when renting. We have to be able to be you know, clear with our landlord or clear with the management company that we have animals and making sure that's cleared. So that's usually the first thing. And for us right now, we have to have a backyard. Now my first, my first several places that I lived, I'd say the first three, places that I lived, I did not have a backyard and that was just with the two dogs. Um, mm-hmm. and it was doable, but I started, I started on the second floor and then I was like, okay, now I have to have, I started getting closer and closer to having a backyard and having easy access. Um, so that was something that was really important to me, but it is difficult to find. So if you're not able to find a place yeah. with a backyard, um, find something that works for you. If it's having a little balcony that you can have your dog go to the bathroom out on, then maybe that works for you. Or if it's just Mm -hmm. having easy enough access to get outside to a place with grass. So whenever we are looking for a new place and actually the last three moves that we did, we didn't actually see the house in person before renting it. We only did it online and through video chats like this. Okay. Um, So we did a lot of searching around Google Maps and checking the neighborhood (laughs) on Google Maps, which is kind of like weird, but you can go on Google Maps and like put your little person and walk around, pretend that you're there. And so checking the streets, seeing if there was grass along the street, seeing where I'd be able to take my dogs on walks was really important for me, especially because I Mm. couldn't see the place in person. So utilize Google Maps, view all the pictures that you can. And then if you're able to do that little thing to check the neighborhood, Especially if you're going to be um, taking your dog out to the bathroom, you know, without a yard. And um, yeah, yeah, that that was probably one of the biggest things when it comes to pets, how to choose which place we're going to be living in.
1: Yeah, I think that's really smart. Because I think like, let's say there's an apartment complex and you go in, you're looking at around and they're like, okay, we have two units available. One is on the fourth floor and has a balcony. One is on the first floor, but it's like an older model unit but it has grass outside mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna choose the older one because <laughs> i can easily access that right. grass for like a midnight potty break i do not want to be going down fl- four flights of stairs right or totally any of that like and i feel like that's some of the type of sacrifices that dog parents need to yeah make, unfortunately that's <laughs> you
0: definitely have to be aware of when you're looking at places that are pet friendly I mean, ideally, we love to have like the updated place. It's super great. But we do typically find that the ones that are pet friendly are usually a little bit older, or there's something like that. So sometimes you can get lucky. But um, there have been times where we found a really awesome pet friendly place looks like it's great. And then when we do that little Google Maps thing, there's absolutely no grass in the neighborhood at all. And Mm -hmm. for me, that was a deal breaker, because I wanted to make sure if I don't have a yard, I need to at least have somewhere I can take them. That's really quick and easy. Um, and so yeah. that was something we ran into pretty often. Um, another thing that we won't get too much into, but one of my dogs um, can be reactive and doesn't appreciate strangers saying hi or dogs coming up. So something for us that was just off limits was a place that had an elevator and a lobby. I know that mm-hmm. works for a lot of people and that can be great for you. But for my dog. I didn't want to be caught in a situation where I'm in the elevator with him and someone comes in with a dog um, because I knew that would be setting him up to fail. So I made sure that wasn't never an option that we wouldn't stay in places like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's like, don't just think about Your dog's daily routine, but think about like every situation they may be in in that home, and especially if
0: you're in an apartment complex, there's going to be situations where you're in tight hallways or you're in elevators or something like that. So if you're able to check out the place ahead of time, great. But keep that in mind if you have a dog that gets really nervous of traffic sounds. I know I used to have a lot of clients that were living in downtown Boston, and there was just so much traffic outside. That when they went to go walk their dog, their dog was terrified. So mm. those are things that paying attention to not just the house itself, but the area around the house that you're going to be walking your dog and going outside is going to be really important and a pretty big factor of deciding for us if we are going to live there or not.
1: That's such a good point. There were, We did an episode, like with Izzy and I did an episode. It was like one of our – I want to say it was like number five and it was – um Interviewing Katie from Paws, she's like the education coordinator for like outreach and stuff at a shelter. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she was talking about her dog, and they live in the city. And she was like, "Yeah, that's something I never thought about was the fact that like the garbage man is like right outside our window, mm-hmm. and there's traffic and all this stuff that she had to train her dog to be okay with." Right? She's like, "Yeah, I figured yes, the city of like just walking on busy sidewalks, but not just being inside." And having that type of stimulation yeah, right outside absolutely. the window. Yeah. No, and that's sometimes a good point. depending
0: on where you live, you can't escape that. So, and that's fine for a lot of people and a lot of dogs, but some dogs can't handle that. So that is something yeah. to think about. And then another thing to think about when looking at places is, is it a shared um, area with other tenants? Because a lot of the places we had looked at that did have a yard, we, if we were on the bottom floor, we had to share the, the, the yard with the residents on the top of the floor. So Hmm. that was something that for some, again, some people and some dogs that works great and you can be best friend dogs, but with a dog that isn't necessarily always friendly, that was something that I couldn't uh, do personally. So all the places we chose, if there was a backyard, it had to be uh, solely ours. And um, I, I needed to pay attention to how busy the area was and how much traffic we would get when we went outside and so on that's okay
1: you just brought up a memory for me these people <laughs> in london lived below us and we were we had the yard in the back and they were kind of like a basement type type of thing but theirs was like the patio right which was you know right in front of the yard so it was it was like we would go down the stairs to our from our place and then like kind of just like skirt around the pati- <gasps> patio and then like go into the yard and that was like lupin's area and um they were the funniest people. They like I remember first of all they would always fight. They were like a, a, yo- oh they were a young couple. They weren't much older than us, but Awkward. they were always yelling at each other. And he had this like super flashy Porsche and that he like parked out front on the like London streets. And Mike and I every single day would like walk by and we were like that thing's gonna get sideswiped oh soon like we're gosh. just like i'm like yeah it's just it was just so funny it was like his pride and joy and then they would like yell at each other <laughs> i mean they were really <sighs> like they were nice enough to us but our first interaction was literally i like went outside with lupin like look at your new backyard oh. bud and and the guy came out and was like this is our patio and i was like
0: Okay, oh my like gosh, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Like you can have it. <laughs> we've we've had some some neighbors like that. We had a Mister Scrooge neighbor that I sw- I swear to you, I I felt bad for him, but then eventually I was like, okay, this guy's just she's just mean. The day that we moved in, I was trying to, and we like our doors are next to each other, like this, and so his door is here, and it goes upstairs, and our door is here, and we're on the first floor. We have a little private backyard, yeah. and he's on the third floor, and there's like tenants on the second floor as well, and. The Mm -hmm. day that we moved in, I go and I have my dogs and I'm trying to get in the house and he goes, oh, are those your dogs? And I was like, yes, these are my dogs. He goes, oh, I didn't know there were going to be dogs here. And I was like, Uh -uh. okay, bye. And I went inside (laughs) and I swear to you, like my dogs hated him. And I know why, because he was super mean. He would just always say super passive aggressive, not even passive, just aggressive comments every time that he saw us. So, so, so awkward. And every time they saw him outside the fence, like, they did not like this guy. And I was like, it's okay. He doesn't like you either. But there was one time that he asked, he was like, oh, aren't you a dog trainer? Could you get them to stop barking at me? And I was like, well, they don't, they only bark at people that they see as intruders. And he was like, I'm not an intruder. I was like, well, you're not being nice to them either. So they don't see you as anything different. And he looked at and glared at me. And I was like, if you don't want them to bark at you, you can try to like hand them treats or be nice to them. And he just stared at yeah. me. Yeah, I was like, why well, I'm not going to train them to stop barking at you if you're going to keep barking at me. Like, I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah, they he, they
1: definitely probably picked up on his oh, like sure. passive aggressive Our other neighbors vibes. Were yeah. fine.
0: Like they were super sweet, but this guy, like he totally hated them the second he saw that there were dogs and then he was just like, Could you guys stop barking at me? I was like, Well, you could try to be nicer to them. <laughs> it was just like this weird. <laughs> Oh, I love man. that little sass that came out,
1: Amber. <laughs> Everyone's just like, she's so sweet. She's got such cute animals. Uh, and look how great Amber is. And then that's <laughs> and one then the thing like, about well, moving, you can stop being I can just move on to the next
0: place, and they don't get to see my, my ugly side come out. Some of my neighbors, <laughs> unfortunately. I've had two bad neighbor experiences, but the second one was bad for different reasons. And the guy was a nice guy, but he was just, like, missing some brain cells. So... Don't have to get into yeah. that, but sometimes you have to deal with neighbors. You know, hopefully your your neighbors are nice.
1: Yeah, that's another good point. Of like, if you do find somewhere, maybe the home is great and there's grass yeah. around and like all those things, but maybe you have a shitty neighbor and yeah. it's like you can't really yeah. screen for that ahead of time, except to make sure. I that mean, your dogs and the thing like is,
0: too, is like prepared. When we came here, I really tried to like make the intention to like meet the neighbors before there was any awkward experiences because of the last place we stayed at. I met one of our neighbors. All of our neighbors were super nice at the last place we were at. I would totally live there long-term. But um, I had a run-in with one neighbor because his dog was always off leash and kept trying to come into my house mm. and come into my car. And our yard was only partially fenced at the time. And I would be out there with my dogs and his dog would come into the yard. And I had told him, my dog will bite your dog. My dog's not friendly. Please don't let your dog come up to him. And it had happened seven times already. And I was trying to put my dog in the car and his dog tried to jump in the car. And I said some words I shouldn't have said, which is not like me at all. But I was (laughs) very upset. And I was like, this is the worst way to meet the neighbor. But it was just like, sometimes it happens. And eventually it it came around and they started putting the dog on a leash. But, you know, those things do happen. So when we moved here, I was like, I'm going to meet the neighbors before we run into situations. And so Mm -hmm. far, the neighbors here are great. I've had conversations with them um and it's going well so far so
1: <laughs> okay well that that actually leads me well a little bit ahead as far as like the sorry I sorry have about no no no, it's fine it's fine but like one of the things is, that i wanted to, you to touch on is like what you do when you actually move in so but first things first so like you found the house you found the apartment whatever it is and you're like great this is good for me this is good for my dog how do you prep your pets for the move
0: that is such a good question. And one of my solutions is probably not the most convenient, but if your dog has never stayed anywhere other than the house they are living in, that is the biggest issue um, because they don't know any different. So I suggest try to take your dog on some trips with you. Take your dogs to pet-friendly Airbnbs. Take your dog to a pet-friendly hotel. Um, Get your dog used to their environment where they wake up and they eat and they sleep not always being Mm -hmm. the same exact place Um, routines are really really great but the problem with routines is when the routine changes sometimes that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety so Mm -hmm. even with feeding time I make sure it's not always exactly at the same time and it's not always exactly the same I do have a routine with my animals but there are occasions where I switch it up with them so that they don't think it's this grand huge change in their life um yeah and that was probably why my cats adjusted so well because i honestly find that cats have a harder time adjusting to changes than dogs do but whenever we could take them to a pet friendly airbnb i would take all of them and let them learn that sometimes we stay in a new house and it's a fun place to explore and then we go back home so that they don't think it's this really scary experience um Now, if you are going to new places, make some parts of it familiar. So if you're going to a new place, like an Airbnb with your dog, try to keep something the same, whether that be their bed. I I usually bring their bed, their favorite toys, and then I keep feeding routine the same time in the same way in the new place so that the only new thing is the place that we're going to. And then Mm. um, whenever we go to a new place, I make it a priority to not leave them alone In the new place for at least a few days. Um, So we'll order food. We will do something like that so that they don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm being abandoned in this new place. I don't know. And that really makes a huge difference, too. Um, There's also tons of prep you can do for the actual transition of like car traveling as well. But that's kind of the same thing. If you spend time aside, the time you have to move, getting your pet used to going to a new place or spending an extended period of time in the car, that will really help. Mm -hmm. Um, and one last thing, which I only am saying this because I have met a few dogs that freaked out when their furniture was rearranged in the house. Um, so I do suggest changing things up in your house, moving something that's their favorite thing to sit on. Sometimes just putting boxes out in the house. If your dog gets scared of things easily, just change the way things look a little bit every so often. Um, yeah. And do it gradually so it's not one giant adjustment for your pet.
1: Yeah. That's really smart. No, I think those are perfect tips. And I think you can do it very easily too. Like, even if it's not, um, like, let's say you're like, I don't have the money for Airbnb or whatever, like go sleep over at a friend's house yeah. or like, you know, bring and be like, hey, can I bring my dog for like one night and yeah, like, sleep on your couch and whatever, you know, like you can you can make it work if you feel like it is going to be an issue for your dog. And for sure.
0: Yeah. Utilize, utilize whoever you can. Friends and family, just getting them used to being able to spend the night somewhere else. Yeah. Um, with or without you like if it's something you're going out of town don't always have someone come to your house if your dog's never left your house before it might be a good um experience for them to go to a friend's house if it's obviously a safe arrangement for them but i find that mm-hmm. that helps your dog realize that going to a new place can be fun and even if you can't spend the night there like you said just go to a friend's house see if you have a friend that can let your dog come over to their house because it will be a really new and exciting thing but you also don't want your dog to be stressed by that experience either
1: yeah yeah yeah, just like go over and like feed them dinner. Yeah, over absolutely. There or something and absolutely. then that Watch would be TV a change. On the okay. house and,
0: and you'll see that they actually enjoy going to new places. Um, you know, if you think about it, if your dog literally never leaves the house, going anywhere could be stressful for them. But if they mm-hmm. go to a new place and they play games and they eat dinner and they get to go to sleep, like they're going to absolutely love going and exploring a new place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. So that's prepping the pets for the move. Um. Once you have moved, what do you do around the house to make sure that your pets are, like, comfortable and they're settled and they're ready, you know, to live there and be happy and all of
0: that? So something that um, I do, especially when we're going to Airbnbs or hotels, is I make sure I bring select items with me. And when you're moving like we had a moving company and so our stuff didn't arrive until the next day So I wanted to have things for them that were theirs. So I always have a bed for everybody that's theirs that smells like them Um, I don't wash Mm -hmm. it. I know it's gross but like I don't wash it before moving it because I want it to be Comfortable and familiar for them. Um, and then I make sure to bring something enriching for them to do That is familiar. That's not necessarily Mm -hmm. brand new, but it's it's something they're used to, not that they have all the time. So for my cats, for instance, I have this like little cardboard shredder thing. It makes a huge mess. But when we go to stay at a new place, it number one prevents them from thinking they can rip, rip up something in the new place. And number two, mm-hmm. it is familiar scent and it's exciting and enriching. So they know what to do and they have something to entertain them. Um, with the dogs, I do yeah. the same thing. I bring usually a bone or two, a toy or two, and I have their bed. So they have certain familiar items in the new place. And as soon as we get there, I always let them explore. The cats need a little bit more time to adjust. So I'll bring their crate inside of the house, let them sit in the crate for a little bit, open the door, let them come out at their own pace. And that's Mm -hmm. a really great thing for them. Or if you have a dog that takes more time to adjust, brings a safe space with you to them to the new place. So they have that spot they can go to. Some dogs love their crate, sometimes it's their bed. But I definitely suggest bringing a safe spot that's familiar into the house in case they don't feel like exploring yet. Um, and then having yeah. something to entertain them so they don't destroy anything in the new place.
1: <laughs> oh, smart. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. little entertainment. I think um, I'm thinking back on all my moves with Lupin. And that's what we've always done is like the first thing we bring into the new house is his crate. Put him in it. Close it. Yeah, And then one, he's like contained while we move the rest of our right. stuff in and out. And then and he can just kind of like watch it all happening. And then two, he's like in his safe little spot. And he knows that like no matter what, he's got his little home. And yeah. he loves his crate or he used to. And it's. what
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think that the crate is like a great idea, a crate or a playpen. That's usually the first thing I always have them in my car because um, they travel yeah. in, in crates. And so I usually bring that into the house first. And um, mm-hmm. we'll we'll put them in there, especially if we're going to be having movers or something like that. Like everyone needs to be contained and put away. Um, yeah. But I try when moving to not have everything happen at once. So I try to get the animals in, let them settle and then bring the stuff in separately. Then let mm-hmm. them explore once everything's already set. Like I don't let them explore or get used to the new area while we're bringing stuff in. Cause the risk of them getting out is huge. But that could also be a a lot of additional stress as well. Like when the movers were coming into my house, I honestly, at this new house, I had um, the dogs in the car because I didn't want to risk anything Mm. happening. So they sat in the car. The car was familiar. Once everything was in and there was no more commotion or movement, then I brought them inside so that they could explore with all the new stuff in the house too. But they had gotten to explore the house previously before all that happened so it's like oh the house is new okay now the house is boring not exciting anymore go away into the car Mm -hmm. bring in all the stuff and then they come in oh this is new let me explore that so it's not too much change at once
1: yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah okay perfect so that's like easing them in to you know on move day and within the first few couple days of just Mm -hmm. like getting their bed there getting them if they're maybe feeling a little anxious make sure they have some kind of thing to chew on and entertain them Mm -hmm. um and then i feel like there's a lot of like things out there that say like oh take your dog out to their like potty spot first thing and let them like mark the house or anything is there any like validity to that
0: um yes and no because your dog will probably have to go to the bathroom um i think (laughs) i think it's so with the cats the first thing i did was set up their litter box after I let them out of the crate so they knew where to go and I showed it to them Mm -hmm. um I think it really obviously depends on the dogs and how well potty trained they are or how they feel um I do make sure when we first move in that once they've gotten to sniff the house and they've gotten to explore the house that they are like okay this is your potty spot this is where you go to the bathroom but I find Mm -hmm. at least with my dogs personally like they know where a backyard is so As soon as they see it's there, they're like, okay, that's where we go to the bathroom. And I've never had to teach them to uh, go to a new door to tell me that they have to go to the bathroom. Like they just, they just know. Um, With cats specifically, I had to show them where the litter box was so that they wouldn't go wandering around and looking for one. But Mm -hmm. um, one thing I guess to keep in mind with some dogs, specifically male dogs, is sometimes in new places, uh, dogs like to lift their leg on things. Um, and so if your dog does have a tendency to do that or your dog kind of is iffy with potty training, do provide some extra supervision when going to a new place and making sure you like take them out specifically, tell them it's, it's time to go to the bathroom. I have to be careful. I can't say the P-O-T-T-Y word. Otherwise my dogs will come flying. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying not to say it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's specifically important for dogs that maybe could use a little extra help or are more likely to lift their leg. Um, But like I said, going to new places and friends' houses and hotels and Airbnbs, getting that experience and them knowing that going to the bathroom in those new places is never an option will help eliminate that from ever happening.
1: No, that's definitely a good call. Okay. Because, yeah, I feel like I've, like, heard on certain Facebook posts, like, I've seen things in groups about, um, like, oh, I'm moving. Like, what are the tips? Which is why I wanted to – do this episode about like moving with a dog but then also i've seen some comments of like take your dog to the that corner where they you want them to pee and then that will be their pee spot forever (laughs) and i was just like i feel like that's not true but i do agree with what you're saying as far as just like show them so if anyone's listening and is like oh yeah my dog does like to mark or my dog um you know has had accidents in the house in the past then it is a good idea to to just like direct them
0: yeah and honestly they make if you're really concerned about that they also make like belly bands and stuff if you've ever heard of them and i know some Mm -hmm. people when traveling if their dog has a tendency to lift their leg it's literally just like it's just a little band that goes around your dog's male dog's belly and that will prevent them from getting to pee on the place so if your dog is really prone to that you could get one of those um, I do know some people yeah. that when they go to hotels, they just put one on their dog. So
1: Yeah, because it's definitely, you know, if you're moving in somewhere, you don't know if another male dog or another dog just lived there previously and may have right. marked it. And then your dog comes in and is like, oh, no, no, no. This is right. mine and now I think and that, wants to mark it. Yeah, and
0: it's a natural behavior for your dog to like want yeah. to mark other... Sorry, the sun is so bright. Um, it's a natural behavior for your dog to want to lift their leg. And so... Make sure just while you are letting them explore the new place, like explore it with them. Don't just leave them unsupervised to go run around the house and, and see what they want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. So last question about moving. How do you find dog friendly places, people, things to do in each new city? Since you have moved so many so many times. I think you probably have really good advice on how to get involved.
0: It's hard. I mean, I'm currently doing it right now, (laughs) trying (laughs) to find specific places. Honestly, Instagram has been a huge blessing for me, um, being able to find places on Instagram. I will Google places, but usually what I'll do is, um, I will search through Instagram and then I'll look at like the geo tags and see, um, who's been there, what it looks like, um, I also really love All Trails. If you've ever heard of it, if you like to go hiking with your dog, hike, uh, All Trails is a great, um, app that you can look and find dog friendly hikes for yourself. Um, and I'm trying to think because right now I'm using Instagram to find new places. And that's kind of how I've honestly connected with people in new places. Um, let me think. Yeah. And honestly, a really great way, which is a little unconventional, but, um, is reaching out to either businesses or veterinary clinics or something like that. So I just made vet appointments today for all my pets and mm. sometimes you can ask people there and see like, Oh, is there any, you know, training groups or is there a park that you really love? Um, I did find a really cool park that's five minutes from my house just by Google Maps looking for parks. Whenever I yeah. look on Google Maps, I always check the photos and kinda of look through and see what it actually looks like. I'll do the same thing I do when moving to places. I'll like go into the area and like walk around to see what it looks like and see if it's an actual park or if it's just yeah. off the highway. Um, yes, it's
1: like it'll show this huge green spot on the map and you're like, Yay, Yeah and, then and then you're then like it's oh it's nothing. a golf course. I've done that before yeah. where I like,
0: oh it's yeah. cool and it's green and I click on it and it's a cemetery. So, um, (laughs) not always the best, best way, but so I always try to check reviews, check pictures and see what pictures people have posted there and then click on street view on Google maps so that I can actually see what it is. Cause sometimes people take a photo and it's really not realistic at all. Um, yeah, but honestly, Instagram has probably been one of the best ways that I've been able to get involved Facebook a little bit too. Um, Facebook does this really cool thing where it suggests pages for you to follow when you find mm-hmm. a page. So if you go to like a local vet clinic or a local park and then you click like, they're, I forget where on the pages, but it'll say like suggested pages to follow. And sometimes I'll click on those just to kind of look and see where they're at. Um, and sometimes I'll send them a message. Sometimes I'll just virtually stalk them for a little bit and see <laughs> what it's like. Yeah. Um, but I will say. Instagram has probably been the best way for me to actually meet people in the area or find training facilities in the area. Cause I'll, I'll just straight up message someone that's like, I'm seeing where they're posting photos. I'm sorry if you hear dinging, my computer is like blowing up, but yeah, so I'll go on Instagram and then I will try and see the geo tag. And then I'll usually click on the geo tag and then look through different Instagram accounts. And I mean, it's, it's unconventional. But honestly, it's the way I've met a lot of people these days. So
1: yeah, well, I think I think what I'm hearing from you is just like going out and actively looking it like on I mean, on Instagram, like, you know, like it's catering your searches to your new place that you live and things around it involving dogs, because I think that is true. It's like the algorithm or whatever on social media is never going to know that you're wanting to learn more about your new city unless right, you're actively right. searching it out so and yeah honestly, so just like, like maybe if for you a just bit
0: put a little bit of effort into it you'd be surprised I think um how many people are like yeah let me show you around let's meet up and it, the cool thing about Instagram too which I know this might sound a little creepy but you can kind of like sort of get to know what someone is like before actually talking to them so like mm-hmm. I can look through someone's profile and see like are they into hiking with their dog? Are they into sports with their dog? Do they just go to dog parks and get coffee? Like those are what kind of dog yeah. mom is this? And is this a person that I think that I would click with? And sometimes yeah. you will, sometimes you won't, and honestly the only way you'll find out is by reaching out to the person. But I think sometimes it's really cool to look at a dog Instagram or a dog mom Instagram and you know, kind of, I guess, keep touch with them virtually. I don't, I know it sounds weird, Mm -hmm. but that's how I've met made friends with a lot of people is I'll follow them or I'll just pay attention to their posts for a little bit. See if this is somebody that I can talk to easily because sometimes no offense to everyone, but, or anyone, but sometimes when you talk to someone on Instagram, it's natural and easy and sometimes it's not. And same thing goes with people in person. So if I can talk to someone on Instagram and it's super easy and fluid, I could probably, you know, mesh with them in person too. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I've found a lot of people that have a lot of the same things in common with me. And then usually through recommendations from those people, or sometimes I've found training locations and clubs to get a part of by seeing what they post. If they post a photo of them yeah. at a dock diving place, I'm like, oh, let me click on the location and see how far that is from me. And that's been a really great way for me to find new places and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I think now that you're saying that that's exactly what I did in London is I just like followed a bunch of like London Instagram yeah. people. And then I would see one weekend that like 10 of them were at this one event. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, let what me go is that event. Yeah. Is it a regular thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. is it still going tomorrow. Maybe I'll stop by. So yeah, I think I think that makes so much sense of like, just I mean, connecting. It's hard, right? You gotta get people. kind of
0: out of your comfort zone. And moving is not an easy thing. And sometimes it gets me a little bit down when I move to a new place. I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta start from scratch and try to like meet people and find places again. But mm-hmm. I think people will surprise you sometimes. Um, if you don't put yourself out there, no one's gonna know that you're looking for places to do and make and friends to make. So you have to be willing yeah. to put yourself out there a little bit. But I do think people will surprise you and they'll meet you halfway and be just as excited to make a new friend too so um, yeah yeah and I don't be afraid to just like ask the awkward questions like hey do you want to go on a hike like with our dogs and Mm -hmm. they might be your new best friend or if you're not sure about a veterinary clinic you know I've I've found veterinary clinics by again referrals from from people on Instagram or something like that Um, yeah so I think Instagram is a really cool way to get started. I love using the, tr- the app all trails as well to find places just to go with my dog. Um, mm-hmm. And I think bring Fido is actually a really cool place. Uh, it's it's like a website that shows you dog friendly yeah. places too. So you'd be surprised if you just do a little bit of digging. Um, it can go a long way.
1: Perfect. I think those are such great tips. I love that you've got the you've got the perfect balance, Amber, of being a trainer. So you're like, I know what dogs need and like how to explain it to all of us, you know, dog parents. But then also having gone through all this stuff yourself, so you're like, yes, this directly helped me and so yeah. I think you're the perfect person for this episode. Um <laughs> uh, just to round it out, since this is the With a Dog podcast, <laughs> why do you choose life with a dog?
0: I mean, People who don't share their life with a dog are missing out on life, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, dogs are just the best thing ever. Dogs have helped me make my best friends that are humans. Um, dogs make mm. me a better person in general. And I'm not getting choked up. <clears throat> I just have a, <laughs> I have like,
1: <laughs> You're like, I have dog hair in my throat. <laughs> I'm like choking on it. Hair. Yeah, <laughs> there's a
0: fluff in um, the air. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dogs really just teach you how to, how to really live a fulfilled life and a happy life. And so that's why I choose life with a dog.
1: Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all this info. Um, If people want to connect with you, follow you, all of that, where can they find you?
0: Yeah. So you can look up my name, Amber Akar, which is spelled A-Q-U-A-R-T, like a quart of milk. Um, You could find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. My toller puppy has her own stuff going on. She's she's her own thing. Um you can yeah. find my puppy on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok at whiskey whiskey with an e, Toler, toller, t o l l e r and she just got a lot of silly cute videos. So if that's your thing then connect with me there. I'd love to talk to you. And if you're in Virginia or Maryland or DC or you want to be my friend, reach out to me too. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> like also be my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be my friend. <laughs>
1: perfect all right well everyone thank you so much for joining us this week um if you want to follow the podcast it's at with the dog podcast on instagram tiktok facebook and we have new episodes every wednesday with a guest and then we have fyi fridays every other week and we'll see you next week bye All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.